You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona, and with me always is my good friend, Jay from the hills of Texas. And we are missing a, a host today. Mike is uh, actually having to work. Yep. I guess yep. he's got to well, somebody some has work. to keep our phones working and, and you know, going. <laughs> I know, right? He's got to keep the world turning with that AT&T stuff so that we have internet to do this. So That's Good right. for him. Well, uh, before we get started, we'd like to uh, shout out to A Power Batteries. Uh, they are uh, giving us a discount once again. It is uh, Park Flyer Podcast. So it's uh, P... Uh, FPC uh, 10, and that gives you a discount on your A-Power batteries. Uh, they are a great uh, addition to your uh, your fleet, and um, on top of that, we, um, you know, we're getting a discount from them. So anyway, shout out to those guys. Go to rcbatteriesusa.com no, and, uh, you and check them out. It just sounds kind of weird the way you said that. What? Well, because you didn't say it phonetically. It just seems weird when you say things and you don't say it phonetically. Oh, well, how would you say it? You know, you know, Papa Bravo. You, you, oh. just, you know, you, <laughs> that makes sense. Well, with us today is uh, Eric Haddad. He is uh, joining us from uh, El Paso, Texas. Uh, he has been on our, uh, on our show before. He owns uh, 3D Aero Ventures. And Eric, welcome once again to the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. We love it. We have seen you have been a very, very busy beaver since we've had you on. It was about four months ago or so at the top yeah, of the year, I think. I think it was yeah. right before your your uh, electric festival in Arizona. In it was. That's right. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and you've been busy. We uh, we talked about the Infinity Wing, which you have relabeled mm-hmm. X100. Yep. I, I will tell you that I am really digging the, the gray and yellow paint scheme. That That's thing cool, right? looked really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's just straight off the printer. That's not painted or anything. So just print the different parts in different colors. Now that would be, that is pretty cool. Yeah, so so it's been cool to see, you know, I have a whole user group set up now on Facebook. And so it's been cool to see people's individual builds, how they choose to do the color schemes and stuff. So Yeah, well, I didn't check that out, but I will have to. Yeah, so, um, but, um, so your website's up and running. It's 3daeroventures.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can, they can also follow you on Twitter, I think. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, face, I'm not on Twitter. I'm on Facebook uh, at 3D Aeroventures, Instagram at 3D Aeroventures, and then YouTube.com slash 3D Aeroventures is where I'll keep doing videos on there as well. So they can, uh, have, which I've seen your your uh, your videos as well. And, yeah. Uh, it, it, okay, so here's a question about the Infinity Wing. We'll start with that because I know you've got some new products and we're going to get to those. But uh, the Infinity Wing was what we were talking about last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, basically, when you flew it last time, you flew it kind of in the park or in the you know area where you kind of landed on grass. But I noticed yeah. in one of your videos, you actually landed at the field. How does yep. that 3D printer stuff stand up when you're landing on asphalt? So I, re- I reworked the design, I think, a little bit you know, in preparation for selling it. So I designed a belly wheel on the inside and some little skids that are printed in place so that it, it can nice. land on a paved runway. So I, I mostly fly yeah. off the paved runway. Right. Um, you still have to hand launch it. And I've had, I think hand launching is kind of a lost art. Uh, and so we've had some people that are trying to launch it at like a 60 degree angle and it just stalls right away and almost oh. hits them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like this one, it's, yeah, tossing in it. The 3D printed planes are a little heavier. Um, so, you know, the power setup we recommend is plenty, but it, you got to get the speed up right away. So it takes a little heavier throw, right. nice and level with full power and it, it does fine. But if you throw it too steep, it'll stall right away on you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I can <laughs> so, see that. <laughs> so guys... I have, I have been batting around the idea of like designing a takeoff trolley that, you know, basically detaches right when you lift off the ground sure. just to, to help people have a little more success on their maidens. Right. Now the so, ME, what was the ME? T, uh, yeah, one oh. What, what was, was the one that, that he had? That left funky, fat looking flying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it it actually had a trolley. Yeah, um, yeah. So that Mike, yeah, AK Mike had one up in Alaska. And we tried forever to get it to launch. It's and, the Messerschmitt. Yeah, the 109. Ma- what is it? No, not the one hundred and nine. It was uh, uh, 
uh, yeah, I can't remember either. Rain part. Not two six two. What is no, that? No, that's the twin engine one. So anyway, I, I can't think of it. Point you guys can remember, but I'll come back to it in a minute. So uh, on our so that's amazing that the Infinity Wing is uh, successful. I guess for the moment. Yeah, I mean we've had a lot of people order it, which is cool, and starting to build it and fly it, and so um, yeah, the biggest issue, like I said, is people having issues hand launching it. Right, right. But at, once it's in the air and, you know, up to speed, it's, it handles awesome and it looks awesome in the air. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, I know we were having issues with the video. I don't know if I'm back uh, yet or not, yeah, you are. but if you see it. Okay. So mm-hmm. last time we were talking about, uh, this, this infinity wing and I mentioned on our podcast, uh, that my uncle used to build this little paper or this, you know, yeah. aluminum can paper airplane. So I, I actually put one together last night. And I'm going to set it right here. As you can see, it says yeah. 3D Aero Ventures. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it is actually uh, a circle. And there you it, go. like I said, it looks kind of like, um, you know, a, a Burger King crown. But this thing will fly almost 100 yards. Is it just dub- is it doubled up or is that one thickness of paper? Or you uh, see you it is, it, you it it is doubled. Up, so yeah, it's rolled right here, doubled. Like and the then it just kind of sticks. Yeah, so it kind of sticks in there. Yeah. And then um, if you want, you can actually put a little bit of reflex in these oh, two little cool. tabs. I know our listeners can't see, but... Uh, yeah, this is a good uh, pod. Yeah, it's it's just a little <laughs> circle. And then uh, you hold That's it cool. like this and you launch it. And when you do, it just all the way it's across the room. Flies. Yeah, super cool. It's great. Yeah. So I've won many uh, paper airplane contests with that little thing. And uh, it reminded <laughs> me of your infinity wing. So that was people exciting. laugh at you when you bring it out. Like, What's this they do. Doing? They look at it and they go, what is that? You know? And I just look at them and I go, it's an airplane. And they go, no, yeah. it's not. And I'm like, yeah, okay, well give yours a huck. And then I'll, I'll <laughs> see how yeah. far yours goes. <laughs> and then this just glides straight now. Yeah. Uh, depending on how you build it, uh, sometimes the weight will actually get it to turn, you know, or if you, if you launched it too hard, it will just go up in the air and then come down. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I will, uh, you know, post a picture of it on our Facebook page so people can see what it looks like. So, yeah, it'd be cool to see if you can find any instructions on how to build, you know, how to, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, the problem is it has to be really uber lightweight. It, uh, yeah. I don't know if I could actually, if you could 3d print it, maybe out of the, oh, the new product, yeah. but you know, yeah. we'd have to look at it and see. All right, cool. so on to the cool stuff. You have some new products out. Yeah, one that's available, and then working on another one right now should be ready next month. So I'm looking. Yeah, early that, to now hold off on that one because I want to talk a little bit about that one here coming up. But the the new uh-huh. ones that you have coming out, as you say, you're getting mini with it, which yes. I love that on your video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Uh, and so why don't you bring us up to you built a sport cam and a micro sport cam. Yeah. So the larger sport cam, I'm still working on that one. It's so yeah, it was inspired by the uh, air cam, which is a pretty popular home built aircraft that it was originally designed in conjunction with uh, national geographic. Oh, wow. As like a, a video platform. I think they designed it to do videography and, and photo- aerial photography, like in the Congo. Oh, okay. So it needed to be, you know, uh, a robust, pretty robust plane and had, it has some redundancy with a twin engine pusher and the pilot can sit way up in the nose and, you know, just have like a full 360 view. So anyways, um, did a bigger version of that. Um, so still working on prepping that one, but I wanted to, and kind of the lockdowns and quarantine ins- inspired me to do something a little more fun and accessible for people that are 3d printing a plane for the first time. So I decided to adapt that design to a micro version. Um, so it's got uh, only about a 27-inch wingspan, kind of similar to like uh, the micro planes that Horizon Hobby puts out, about those right. size. Well, U- UMX planes. Yeah, UMX stuff, yep. Um, so yeah, I, I simplified it, made it a little single engine pusher. And um, if you print it in this, some certain unique materials, which are becoming more and more accessible, you can get it in the sub-250 gram class which is wow. kind of nice now are you talking about like the pla light stuff that yep. the matter hacker has yeah um matter hacker sells it and so the the manufacturer is called color fab color fab yeah it. it's a really interesting material it's like it's pla based but it has a foaming technology foaming, so yeah. you print it at a higher temperature than standard pla and once you get to those elevated temperatures it starts to foam wow and it's it's like 40 percent the density of standard PLA. So you can print super lightweight parts. 
Well, it sounds like you you got to tweak a little bit with your uh, with your settings. Yeah, sure. yeah. So you're actually the reason it's. I mean, it's expanding as it prints, right? So if you were to print it with the exact same settings as PLA, but just higher temp, then your walls would come out really thick. Right. So you push out less. You program your your slicer to push out less material than normal. So you're pushing out like forty percent the material that you would with standard PLA. So that's why you're hitting like forty percent the weight. Because it's foaming, well, but actually awesome. it prints really nice, and you get really good layer adhesion and fairly clean surfaces. It, it sands and paints really well. So now I'm going to tell you just one word: wow. <laughs> On the, yeah. the the spark cam video, I when I watched it and watched all four of those things building at the same time, I was just like, okay, that's incredible. I mean, oh, the, you big, just, the bigger sport cam, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. just and I know that's kind of based these these are based off the big one, but sure, I, sure. I just was like, holy smokes, man, watching that thing just go up, and then I'm thinking, yeah. wow, that that is amazing. Watching you know an airplane cool. being built, it is kind of cool. It's a yeah. If you would have told me as a kid. It was, you know, with my dad building planes out of sticks that right. you can just start a printer overnight and you've got an airframe. <laughs> Wake up the next morning and have, a, have an airframe ready <laughs> yeah, to go. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, well, it sounds a lot like you're printing with uh, with Gorilla Glue because that's really what, you know, happens to Gorilla Glue. It yeah, I guess up so, and, yeah. You know, and, I mean, you mm -hmm. know, I just pour that in there and build up a frame with the Gorilla Glue. Yeah. Uh, make it cementish, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's an exciting material. Um, it's a little more flexible and than some of the more you know rigid plastics but right there's definitely some opportunity to then maybe look at doing some fiberglass coating and to stiffen it up and you'd still probably be lighter than your standard pla or abs okay well that's interesting yeah. an interesting thought to, to fiberglass a you know yeah plastic plane. Yeah. yeah you would have, probably have to sand it a lot you know to get it to I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess if it wasn't, it doesn't really matter because the fiberglass, when it touches, if there's a place for the um, epoxy to go. Yeah. But I would think that the epoxy would, would add so much weight to it. I've seen people um, have success using like a water-based polyurethane as, instead of epoxy. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's thinner and a little bit lighter. Right, right, right. But, well, that, may, that makes sense because that's what I use on foam uh, a lot mm -hmm. you know, when I do yeah. the foam. You put it on there. Yeah. So you made this in, uh, I thought the other interesting thing was that you made it in both a tail dragger and a nose wheel. And yeah. uh, I, I watched yeah. it, you know, that that's, that's pretty amazing, pretty intuitive to be able to do both or to think about it as both. And you're just changing where the landing gear is. Yeah. So when you put it on, it is permanent. I mean, they get glued on, but you have, so you have to decide before you actually build it, which way you want to go. Oh, gotcha. But so I guess, yeah, I didn't want to add a bunch of weight with screws or, to be able to mm. pop them off. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted people, I kind of wanted it to be something that a, not necessarily a novice pilot, but someone who is still kind of working on takeoffs and landings could, could go to a tricycle version. And I actually really enjoy flying that version hmm. instead, but which um, is pretty funny. I, it, I really think that's pretty funny because I, I back in my old club up in Alaska, uh -huh. I had these two old timers and that was what they would argue about. Yeah. They would they would have a plane, it would crash or something, and they were talking about repairing it. And the guy's like, "Well, this will this will be really sweet once you turn it to a tail dragger." <laughs> like, what are you insane? You know, you're you know, you tricycle gear. That's the way to go. Then you can land here and you can do this. Well, then well, that's why you need to have a tail dragger. Yeah. You can land yeah. in such as and they would just go back and forth for hours. Or they'd come up to somebody, they'd be having trouble taking off. Well, you know what your problem is? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tail dragger. Hey. If you just move the gear back, do this, and turn it to it, or move it forward, you know, you'd have a tail, perfect tail dragger, and you'd yeah. be able to take off, and you'd be able to, or, you know, you just need a smaller prop, and then you wouldn't be clipping the grass. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh, it was That's insane. Fun. Yeah, so, it's definitely a big debate. And, that, well, this one, I wanted to do it to have a tricycle version, you know, because the motor's mounted so up, up high, mm -hmm. and um, you get a little bit of kind of forward pitching moment if you go quick on the throttle. Um. But once you, once the speed's up, it tracks nice and straight. Once the you get some airflow over the horizontal stab. But um, so yeah, with the tail dragger, if you're not used to holding some back pressure and then kind of slowly letting off to let your tail rise, if you just right. jump the throttle, it'll nose over. Right. right. So um, it doesn't really do that with the tricycle gear. It's just a little bit more flexible for people that aren't experts yet with a tail dragger. So I have to ask, and not to put you on the spot, and you don't have to, sure. you can lie if you want, but uh, I, during the video, you were talking about trying to figure out the weight and balance on the thing and the CG moment, right? Because yes. it would pitch it would pitch up or pitch down, and 
you gave the formula M equals what is it C times sure. F, you know, <laughs> the yeah. moment times what the moment anyway, equals force times distance. Force times distance, right? Yeah, yeah. And and I was wondering if that was something that was right off the top of your head, or you actually had to go look that up because I started well, laughing. That you know, I have a degree in aviation, so I was kind of like, sure. "Oh, I see what he's doing," but uh, yeah. it just was funny. It was a nice the lesson. Formula, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, that I just know from school, but yeah. but I did have to do quite a bit of research to see which way to actually go with the the motor thrusts, because right. a lot of people were saying, "No, you need to push it so that the thrust line's going through the CG." Right. It could be opposite of why I ended up having to do. So I, I actually did experiment with that. Yeah. I did three different versions with the motor basically tilted up. So the thrust lines going through the CG of the wing instead. Right. And it progressively got worse. worse. And so the last version, I could barely get it off the ground and it just snapped. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's a lot of PLA being thrown around out there. Yeah. Um, so once I started going the other way, forcing a little airflow yeah. down and right. getting the horizontal tail in the prop wash, it, it dramatically improved things. Yeah. I'm wondering how that would have uh, changed with height on that as well, because I know that's yeah. like, like if you look at a Bixler or some of the other mm -hmm. pushers, they've got a really tall, you know, uh, thrust line up top and they and they don't have to bend it as much. Yours looks like yeah. it's bent pretty far, uh, to create, you know, airflow. But I think if you would have come up a little bit and you probably couldn't cause of the size of it, but I'm yeah. wondering what difference that would have made if you would have not had to put it, you know, if it's st standing taller, you might be able to push the thrust yeah. line through the CG. But well, it's so close. I mean, it's a small plane, right? It is. So yeah. the, the motor is so close to the center of gravity as well. It's right. not that far behind it, right? So you have to do a pretty aggressive angle to get to get it going through this. You know, get the thrust line going through the CG. So yeah. you're just wasting a ton of thrust by having it angled so much. It's just right. forcing the plane downwards almost. Right. Um. So yeah, it. It's an interesting, uh, interesting experiment. Now you could have moved it further back to towards the CG too, though, right? I mean, if you moved it towards the, if you move the propeller a little closer to the CG, it, it probably wouldn't have had as great of a pitching motion, right? Because you were probably for that small of an airplane, you were half inch to a, three quarters of an inch away, above or no, 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 towards behind. it, like toward you were behind it. It's more about how far above the above CG. It. That's the that's the lever arm basically so gotcha. if i were to lower you know lower it down so that it's kind of in line horizontally with right the, but i couldn't do that because then the propeller would strike the fuse right yeah you mentioned that in your video so. yeah yeah but if you look sense. at the full scale a lot of full scale designs that are similar mm. and i didn't you know i couldn't look at physical or i didn't find any physical plans but i found a few three views and just side views of but a lot of them have that mm -hmm. thrust angle like that right yeah. um along with the the wing incidents having a couple degrees of up incidents as well, which this one does. So. Right. Well, I yeah. thought it was interesting too, that you uh, figured out to uh, put the horizontal stab upside down as a, wing, yeah. Cause that yeah. actually creates a, a high pressure on the top side as opposed to yeah. the, the bottom. It creates a little downforce. Yeah. Which is what they do with race cars, right? That's how they do. Yeah. If you looked at a race yep. car, you know, formula one car, it actually has a downforce wing on the back, not just a regular mm -hmm. flying wing. So yeah. Uh, very interesting. I think, yeah, a lot of people, there's a misconception that that's a wing back there. I mean, it uh, is, right. it is, but, it's, but yeah, if you have it generating positive lift, you're, you're going to have a hard time landing. Correct. Yeah. So, so it actually yeah. it negates the the front part of it. So it's a yeah. downforce. That downforce wing is a good, good idea. That's a yeah. good way to describe it. But actually, it flies pretty well and I can get it slowing down pretty nicely if I, I program some flaperons into the ailerons. Yeah. So I was going to ask you about that too. How, yeah. how do you like it with the flaperons? Does it affect your turning at all or, um, now, cause you have both the no. ailerons and rudder and elevator, right? So it's four. Yeah. So I've programmed some mixing into it with the rudder. So I don't really have to worry about coordinating turns on my own. So that's, that helps. But I, I actually kind of like just flying it around with, half flaps down all the time it just i don't know makes it fly a little gentler and yeah a little slower guess, yeah yeah but i've also i put a ton of throw in the ailerons to do or, you know in the in the control throws to do some fun aerobatics and stuff yeah sure well it looked yeah. like it rolled pretty well i mean it yeah. just did some you know some pretty good stuff yeah. uh have you ever thought about increasing the camber on the wing you know making it a little bit fatter and maybe it'll fly a little slower without the yeah a little camber yeah, yeah i think i'm this is just the first of kind of the micro size planes and so i've been really happy with the way it came out so i'll be doing some other designs and i thought about just doing it as you know kind of one of the an old school kind of single layer wing that's heavily cambered mm-hmm like 
the first kind of micro Piper Cubs that came out and stuff right, or, right, or right. basically just a, a heavily cambered wing. Um, so I, I might experiment with that a little bit. I have a little bit of concerns with strength of it being 3D printed. Yeah. But So so you did mention in your video there that you had, uh, you know, the way you built this wing was to you were able to go a little bit uh, different way than in the bigger ones because of the, the size. So mm-hmm. it looked like he created like, uh, you know, ribs, normal ribs, because it looks like a normal, you know, fabric covered type airplane. Sure. And then you actually put um, long, long, I don't know what you call them, the longer pieces yeah. the left and right. So the, what looks like ribs on the wing is just simulated. It It's just to simulate like a fabric covered wing. Oh, I gotcha. How it, okay. It's kind of wavy on mm-hmm. the top. Right. Um, so there actually aren't any, what would you call that? ribs per- perpendicular ribs yeah, yeah, in yeah. there right it's right. just the there's just three longitudinal or long oh, length ribs going gotcha. through it okay but the normal the normal way for the larger 3d printed planes is kind of a zigzagging crisscrossing rib structure that they they if you imagine it building on a 3d printer it's they're kind of building up at a 45 degrees and crisscrossing each other so that they can self-support mm-hmm. so if i build a wing sitting straight up um, having your your typical kind of traditional rib throughout, it wouldn't be able to build because there'd, there'd be nothing in there to support it as it's printing. So you shift everything oh. to at least 45 degree angles. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That's something I wouldn't even really be thinking about it because I think on that, you know, that longitudinal line, not building yeah. it up this way and having to, you know, yeah. ca- cause it to hold itself a layer exactly. at a time. So yeah, it's more about. It's it's a balance between designing for the 3D printing process and then also getting the same strength you would from like a traditional rib. Wow. Okay. Well, that totally blew my mind just right there. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Like, I'm not that <laughs> that's smart. A, that's what's nice. These microplanes, even like the horizontal stabs or the, the smaller parts, you could just get away with just having an, an external wall. You wouldn't really even need any ribs. They're so small that it's strong enough just like that. Oh, wow. Okay. So. There is only one little horizontal rib in each, like the vertical stab and the horizontal stabs. Wow! In in those, so yeah. So that's that's... What... Lark, how small of a, a printer can can we can you use for this particular? So that one I designed this uh, for a one eighty cube, one hundred eighty millimeter cube. So I know there's like a Prusa Mini is the the smallest one I've got, which has one hundred eighty millimeter by one eighty right. millimeter by one eighty. So yeah, that's perfect because uh, you know AK Mike the the Monoprice uh, Delta that I got him. Uh-huh. That's about what that's about what his printer is print now. So okay, yeah, I think it'll be I think it would be fine. The height is the yeah. big one, so I know you have to have at least 180 on the Z height. Okay, but you could actually get away with smaller than that on the. I think you can go all the way down to 150 on the XY. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, so that's another like, like the biggest goal with this is just to kind of make it more accessible for people and. Be because it can be daunting to buy something with fifty parts to print out and right, right, right. A little yeah, larger, absolutely. and you put all that time into it. You don't know. Uh, so these smaller planes, just you feel a little bit less timid to experiment with and try different materials and different finishing options and stuff like that. Right, and then on the market, I mean, there's just a bunch. Of, I'd say about five within the past, you know, couple of months that have come out that yeah. are right in that range. Yeah, That's perfect. And you know, for for a beginner and stuff, for sure. Said for me. You know, my G Tech, the biggest thing I've been messing with uh, more and more and more. I think I have it all dialed in, and then I'll I'll discover something new. Yeah. In the sense of like, for example, the biggest thing I was working on uh, the past month was making holes. Okay. So my extruding rate was coming out perfect. You know, uh-huh. um, my outer dimensions for like a you know for a cube, a calibration cube was was, was spot on. But if I printed out something and I had two millimeter hole, a five millimeter hole. Yep. They were always uh, under extruded or, you know, you know, I always had to drill them out yep. quite a bit. Or if I, or if I was uh, printing out something that was dimension, you know, had a amount of dimensional accuracy, mm-hmm. the holes would be off. Yep. And, I'll, and I'll give you another example of that. I was trying to print out, reprint out a fan, uh, a cooling fan for my printer. Um, the first one that I had, uh, printed out had like was delaminated. I didn't have the temp high enough. So it was slowly delaminating. So I said, Oh, well I have some PT, uh, PTEG, uh, uh, filament and I was going to reprint it out in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. And the, the, 
dimensional holes were just off. And I was thinking, well, this is dumb. Why did the guy, he didn't, design, you know, yeah. maybe I have a different model number. Maybe, you know, I got a, you know, I have a B model as opposed to an A model that that guy designed it for. So I redesigned his stuff and I made the stuff work. But the more and more I thought about it, or I read a couple of articles, you know, I thought maybe my holes, my hole size were off. Uh-huh. So sure enough, um, I was able through Cura, they had a, um, they have a, uh, uh, I guess a, uh, it's like a compensation for, yeah, a compensation for holes. Yeah, so I started I've messing with that, that. And the next thing you know, I nailed my hole size and I was mm-hmm. like, woohoo. And then everything started lined up and things just started printing out. Right. Yeah. So I was loving it. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing for me. And I keep saying to people, you know, when they, they start this hobby is the first thing to do is forget about trying to print something out. Just sit down and calibrate what you're making. I mean, yeah. Your, your printer. It's key, especially if you're going to be making planes. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, cause we're, you're doing really thin walls, real intricate stuff. And it has to be dramatic. Uh, you know, uh, you have to have that dimensional accuracy. Yeah. Or else it's going to come out all foobar. Yeah. And some of the slicers like Kira has so many settings that you could just get into just going down yeah, a rabbit hole absolutely. with trying to chase something. Oh yeah. So yeah, I would say start with the kind of 10 most important settings, um, you know, just, right. to, just to get your material dialed in. And then once you get that dialed in, then start playing with other things to maybe increase your quality even further from there. Well, Jay is the king so, of the rabbit hole, man. He goes down those <laughs> all the time. That's how you found me. That's um, I'm yeah, glad exactly. You That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, so um, I noticed that you on the minis, you said that uh, you had painted because one's red, one's blue, mm-hmm. right? And uh, you mm-hmm. painted that leading edge. But uh, on on your X100 Infinity Wing, you actually printed in a different color. So yeah. do, do you have that ability? Um, I mean, you did a really get, great job with painting all that stuff in the video, but I'm just wondering sure. if it wouldn't be easier to you know print out in a whole different color of, of the PLA. Sure. So, yeah, I with these ones, I wanted to show because I kind of recommend experimenting with this lightweight PLA, and it only comes in either white or black. Right. So I wanted to at least show people what you could do with it. Okay. Um, I reckon, I, I just like the way it, it flies so much better. I mean, it flies fine with regular PLA, so that's definitely an option. And I actually, anybody who purchases it, it comes with a separate set of files that are optimized more for just standard PLA. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you could certainly just print whatever color you wanted to with standard PLA. Oh, and I've flown a... it with standard PLA as well, and it flies fine with the same power setup. It's just a little hotter on landing. Well, yeah, because you're carrying around the weight, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, so, yeah, yeah, you can get it down to like two two hundred ten grams with the lightweight stuff. Wow! Um, and then it's hovering around between three hundred and three hundred and twenty grams with standard PLA. So it uses uh, what kind of motor? So it's a little quad motor, mm-hmm. and it's pretty readily available. Emacs, I think, is the original manufacturer of it. And then Flight Test, if you you know those right. guys, sure, right. They have their own um, kind of co-branded version of it, right? But it's uh, Emacs MT eighteen oh six motor, and then I think it's eighteen oh six radial or something is what Flight Test calls it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a little twenty two eighty kV motor, um, and I'm running a I'm running it on a two S like six hundred and fifty milliamp. But even if you you can, it'll take a three S. Um, so I'm going to experiment with some 3S batteries on the standard PLA versions. Like just a, to get the, yeah, like an 800, 850 3-cell or something? Yeah, or even even a 450 3-cell right. is about the same weight as a right. 650 2-cell. Yeah. So. That's always been a big discussion between Jay and I because I'm a, I'm a big proponent of the 2-cell. I feel like it has a lot better energy management than the 3-cells. Mm-hmm. The 3-cells, to me, give a lot more punch right off the bat, but they sure. they fall off so much quicker than the 2-cell. The two cell, you know, just doesn't seem to be. It seems to, to me to last longer, and and I use yeah. a twenty two oh six, not the eighteen oh six, but I use a twenty two oh six and all of my little park flyers, the one that you can see sitting behind me. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and and it it runs five minutes on a two on a four fifty two cell. I I, I yeah. put a three cell on it because it'll take both. I I downsize the prop on it, and I can only get mm-hmm. a couple minutes out of flying it. And oh, I mean they're. It's kind of cool. I can hover it a little bit better, you know, on the three cell. I get a lot more sure. you know, vertical punch out of it, but on the two cell, it just goes slower. I mean, it's not as fast and it doesn't turn as 
fast propeller wise, but it uh-huh. just seems to float around. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what you, how you feel about, you know, the experiment, because I've done it since way back when uh, Jay and I, he, yeah. he'll, uh, one of our first podcasts, he talked about, you know, when I visited him in um, Alaska and we had both built these slow fly 28s and he used a three cell, uh, you know, with a little smaller prop, I used a two cell mm-hmm. with just slightly bigger prop, and we basically had the same performance all the way around. Mm. So it was, uh, yeah, I've been happy with the two cell on this little micro. I can get yeah. eight to 10 minute flights pretty easily. That's phenomenal, which is cool. I mean, and, and it doesn't need to be, it flies pretty quick at full throttle. So I wanted something that would, you know, was light enough to, to be able to slap on this lighter version, but also more powerful enough to be able to power the, the heavier PLA version. Right. And so I think I found the, the perfect motor for that. I hate to like hamstring people into having to just get one yeah, sure. manufacturer of motor, but right. it's it was one that I found that was the most kind of globally available that would fit on here. Well, that was smart. So, yeah. All right. So the micro line is uh, available currently, right? You can uh, yep. download the plans right now. And uh, yeah, and there's a, you can download a build guide for free. And actually, every plan I put up has, you can, you'll see a link where you could download sample parts if you just want to, if you've never done it before, you can download right. some sample parts for free and play with it to see and if you can I get the quality right. And people do that. Yeah. First. Yeah. Just yeah. Grab, grab that sample part, print it out, and see what happens. And if you get a Frankenstein looking thing, you can, you know, it yeah. just saves you a lot of time that you can dial your machine in yeah. prior and, you know. And even then, like, if you're having a ton of trouble, there's a lot of resources on Facebook and RC Groups has a, a whole thread on just 3D printed planes that has now broken out into hundreds of other threads for specific planes yeah. and specific no, subjects. So. Right. And, and the key is that, you know, you print something out and you take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. And then you and then you post it on the board and say, I'm having this problem pointed exactly. out. You know, describe what what PLA you're using, what temperature you're putting it at, yeah. what slicer you're using. Exactly. You know, it sounds like that's a lot of information, but believe me, folks, it helps if you put a, you know a ton of information out there for people to help you. Because, it, like, I was having a problem, like I said, with the hole stuff, and then right after that, I was like, woohoo, I can print holes, and I was, uh, and then I went to make a crisscross pattern uh-huh. um, for well, see that little. Delta a little behind yeah. me there. Um, so anyway, it had a bunch of holes on it. I made, um, I wanted to cover the holes that were in throughout the body with uh, just a little simple louver or grid pattern. And I used my printer just to make something out. Mm-hmm. And so I designed something, went to print it out, and it it wouldn't print some, the minute it was getting into the crisscross, it would print out some and it wouldn't print out others. And it turned out, it was, I drove me crazy. I mean, I re, redesigned it. I re, I, I spent two three days on this thing just driving yeah. me nuts and it turned out it was the hole setting in cura yeah and so it was like, good for the holes but it was affecting this yes. other part got it exactly and i have no i i guess that we're started doing you know either the grids or the crisscross patterns mm-hmm. it you know cura thought that those were holes oh. and because they were so thin or you know or whatever that it, it was trying to you know, I was trying to make sure that they were all the right size mm-hmm. and, you know, some, some, you know, in the middle, it would try to print those out, but the ones on the edges it wouldn't. And I'm, uh, I'm suspecting that they were, it's trying to make a perfect hole. Yeah. Well, it's only three quarters of a hole, you yeah. know, and it was just confusing it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just stuff like that. It, it definitely helps to, you know, like I said, get the information Go, go on those threads, talk to people and show them pictures Yeah. so that you can go, this is what I'm having. And it's amazing that people can actually yeah. figure out what, what your problem is Yeah. And, and help you. Even then, like you can give, which, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Like you're going to screenshot of all your kind of settings that you've got. And here's this picture of the physical part that I'm having trouble with. Exactly. Yeah. But with 3D printing troubleshooting, it, it can be a number of issues. So you you end up walking away from that probably with 10 different pieces of advice that you need to go then experiment with. Right. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's a fun, you have to be willing to experiment or just yeah, like, yeah. Don't get well, you know, you I, have fun with I guess my biggest thing with, with 3d printing and where people either walk away or they mm-hmm. get so frustrated with it, mm-hmm. you know, because they just expect, you know, Oh boy, they said this is the easiest to use beginner, you know, who to who machine. Yeah. And it's going to work right out of the box. And that is not the case. Yeah. So if if you're listening and you have uh, had problems with your um, 3D printer, 
I need the video mm-hmm. of you being a Frank, right? Where you take your 3D printer <laughs> yeah. out and you already yeah. jump up and down on it. <laughs> yeah. Start screaming at on it. it. Stomp yeah, all Frank over would, it. Frank yeah. would not do very good He's with a 3D printer. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> that was a great Definitely video. Couldn't be it a was a good video. So. Okay, oh, so uh, now now we're we're to the point where I really want to talk about this airplane because this is, uh, you mentioned uh, in your last uh, visit with us that this is a little bit of a passion for you. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this is uh, a little bit larger, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's a little larger than the Infinity Wing, and there's a lot of mm-hmm. effort that goes into this one. And yeah. from the photos, I am just amazed at what you've been able to accomplish. But yeah. it's not quite out yet. It's uh, it, The plans are, are, are you know kind of coming up. But mm-hmm. why don't you take us through uh, Art Scholl's Chipmunk, because that was yeah. an amazing photo on your website. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, that was like the, I think the third, second or third plane my dad and I ever built growing up. And it's actually still hanging in my dad's garage, but. Um, Very nice. So the old, yeah, Goldberg Chipmunk, Super yeah, Chipmunk. There you go. Um, so it's the same size as that one, 64 inch wingspan. I, I redesigned the fuselage a little bit to be more scale, kind of oval like aft section of the fuselage because the right. Goldberg one's kind of blocky. Sure. Um, but yeah, so 64-inch wingspan. Um, the prototype is just about done. I just have to hook up the electronics, and so I'll probably fly that next week. And then um, after, I mean, every prototype, I'm going through one to two more set of revisions based on what I learn. Oh, no so kidding. it's not just a design it and I'm done. Right, I have to, right. I'll learn things ba- either the build, I want to simplify something with the build, or getting it prepped at the field, like how to connect everything up, but um, so I've already got a list of things that I need to tweak on it, hmm. but, and sometimes like the initial design is quicker than going back and revising everything. That's just kind of the nature of CAD. Yeah. I can actually see that because, you know, you spend a hundred hours, you know, putting this thing together. And then if you change one thing, it's like a domino effect, right? It changes. Yeah. Oh, well that's going to change this. It's going to push that mm-hmm. out. It's going to make this exactly. different. So yeah, I can. It's almost like building a house, right? If you move yeah. one wall, you just basically should have started from scratch. Yeah, yeah. yeah with 3D CAD, it's similar. Yeah, I guess to building a house if you move right. something. But yeah, with 3D CAD, you've got all the steps are kind of building on each other. Mm-hmm. You can set it up in a way so as long as you're not making too big of a change, if you tweak a dimension on one step, everything else will kind of self-populate from there. Oh, that makes but sense. Right. It's easier said than done. So this. Most of the time blows up so obviously the from the photos and i you know i just was able to get the photo off your website but mm-hmm. uh it looks like you've printed uh the nose in red pla and the rest of the fuselage That's in white painted. but oh you did paint it so it's all the one whole, color that whole thing was printed in yeah just for this one i think i had to if i did it when i do another prototype after this mm-hmm. just because i like that color scheme so much right to save a little weight i'll probably print the whole airframe in white and then only paint the blue and red parts. Oh, gotcha. Um, but this one was all painted in gray. Did um, like a filler type primer that has a, have a heavier filler in it, so right. it'll fill in some of the print lines. And so that ended up adding a little bit of weight, all right. the different paint coats and everything. But so all, all up, how much is this going to weigh? So for a sixty-inch airplane, mm-hmm. you know. So let me pull up some conversions so I can speak in two different units because <laughs> <laughs> I have it in grams. Cause yeah, so I was going to say, cause we have a worldwide audience and uh, the Americans need sure. to know what it is in ounces and pounds. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of the world can do the grams. So let's do grams to pounds. So I know this, the first version is heavy because of, of the weight and, and I can get some things. So the first one's going to weigh around 4,000 grams, which is, 8.8 pounds. Yeah, 8 pounds. Okay. Uh, that's not 8. too 8, bad. Almost 9 pounds. Wow. It's not too which bad. Which is, it's a, it's going to fly like a warbird, probably. But if I can get it down to around 3,500 grams or something, it'd be anywhere between 7 to, anywhere between 7 and 9 pounds, it would probably fly fine. Yeah. So. Now, do you have a mo- yeah. do you have a motor in mind that you're going to build this around, or is it just you're building it and then you're going to have to, have to find something to put it in? No, I've already got the motor in it in a six cell, like a five thousand milliamp battery. Yeah, I think you were basing yeah. off an E flight or something, right? This one, I um, have you heard of Leopard motors? I haven't. They're pretty haven't. good, um, little yeah. bit 
lower price point motor. Okay. Really, really powerful. Actually, that's what I have in the, the uh, larger sport cam twin engine is a couple leopard motors. Um, but the one I'm putting in the chipmunk is a, it's called 5065 380 KV motor. Um, let me see. Okay. I'm pulling up some specs on it. It's basically an E-Flight Power 60. Right. Right. Yeah. So similar kind of power plant to what a, you would expect from a, a Goldberg chipmunk, like a 90 size mm-hmm. uh, or 90 uh, four stroke. Gotcha. Well, it'd be interesting. Uh, most of my motors have been converted out to the torque uh, style motors. I, I, you know, Extreme Flight sells those and I really like them. They produce a lot of power for, you know, mm-hmm. what you get. And uh, and they they actually have some about that size too. I think that are in the two sixty three eighty. Uh, Extreme flight. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, they're the okay. torque. It's their brand. It's a torque motor. But I I pretty much okay. converted almost all of mine. I think I have one Scorpion motor left uh, that uh, I bought at the Electric Festival many 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 years ago in one of my airplanes. But most of them I've actually converted over to the torques. Uh, I've okay. been incredibly happy with them. They they're all six cell. Uh, most of my uh-huh. motors are six cell batteries on the 60 inch, uh, airplane. So I don't, I don't know what okay. size you're looking to run off of that, but yeah, I'll check those out. I mean, yeah. I do, I do like to test several different motors. Like my mm-hmm. customer base is pretty global. So a lot yeah, of sure. people need to be able to find something in Europe or yeah, so that Turnigy, makes sense. Yeah, Turnigy, yeah, people, a lot of people right. like Turnigy motors. Right. Well, we've used all of those. I mean, you know, we've I I have a container full of motors of uh, you know in the boneyard that I liked at yeah. one point or didn't or I changed or something. <laughs> you know, Jay comes yeah. over and opens up my case and goes, "Well, we got a whole new crop of motors in there." <laughs> usually, the ESCs are still attached to them, so I usually chunk the whole problem and then start over. But yeah, um, well, I'll have to. I don't know if torque. I'm looking at the torque for the Extreme Flight website. I don't know if they have a motor large enough for the. Uh, they, if you're going to, yeah, there's, um, I'm not on it, but you, you can find the one that, uh, if you go to their regular, uh, aircraft section and look at a 60 inch balsa wood aircraft, they'll, Mm -hmm. they'll suggest the motor and it's, you know, then you look at that one and it's a six cell and whatever that one is. I, I can't remember. It looks like a, yeah, yeah. 4016 T 500 KV. Correct. 500 KV. That is a Mm -hmm. uber powerful motor. Okay. Uh, I, I fly a lot of, you know, 3D acro with that one and it'll haul that airplane around. And if you jump up yeah, to the next for scale aerobatics. And yeah. So if you jump up to that. the next size, I think they have a 73 inch uh, airplane and you look at what that motor, uh, eventually the airplane gets big enough that you actually have to go into their X power motors, which are big. I mean, those okay, are, gotcha. those, those are for the turbo Bushmaster and the big, you know, the 10 yeah. cell, 12 cell airplanes. But they produce, you know, equal to, um, you know, some some good, you know, power uh, or you know, gas type motors out there. So okay, gotcha. Yeah, um, so yeah, they have like sixty cc equivalent, mm-hmm, right? Yeah, thirty cc. Awesome. Right. So yeah, check those out and let us know if you want to experiment with those. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, um, what were some of the things that you found a little difficult uh, or, or have found? I mean, I, you know, you mentioned in your. Um, uh, in your uh, sport cam video that you, you didn't want to pull the wings off and unhook the motors and everything. So you designed it to where just the, the wing tips came off basically. And yeah. just to plug it in. So I'm wondering if there was something like that in the chipmunk, uh, you know, from a design aspect where you said, man, I really, you know, it's a big airplane and I don't want to, bang, yeah. you know, do I, do I do one full wing or do I have two wings or sure. how did that work? So I have a, I did. I did redesign it. The, the Goldberg one is a full wing mm-hmm. that you pull off and screw from the bottom. So this, right. I I left a. I left the what would you call that the under the belly, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, as part of the fuselage, and so the the wing halves come off. Okay. Um. So you can screw on each wing half. A lot of basically like a the larger scale extras and mm-hmm. edges are mm-hmm. similar to that. Now um, you're screwing it from the inside to where it pulls it up into screw the it from the bottom. Oh, from the bottom. So there's two screws for each wing, and then I've got a carbon fiber rods going through the wings as well, since it's an aerobat. So that's the same uh, function that uh, the Motion RC guys had figured that out too. They they have two tabs, and when you slide the body together, those there's a screw that goes into each. So yeah. So there's a mine has tabs on the mm-hmm. 
uh, wing. And actually, the Infinity Wing prior, when I talked to you guys before, the wings were all glued on permanently. And mm-hmm. now that it's for sale, um, all the wings can come off if you want. Very so, nice. And it's a similar similar setup. So there's tabs attached to the fuselage, and then they, they in, index into the wings, and then you just screw it together from the bottom. Well, that makes it very so, easy to go to the field with just two, four screws, yeah. basically. Yeah. I think the chipmunk actually would, it maybe would benefit from leaving a section of the wing attached to the fuselage up to the landing gear and then just being able to pull the outer panels off. Mm-hmm. Um, I may look at redesigning it that way, but I don't know. We'll see. Now, this one, if I'm not mistaken, the, did the chipmunk have retractable landing gear? He had it two did. versions. Yeah. The first one didn't, so, and the second one did. Yeah, right? yeah. I think I'll, what I might do, actually, yeah, I, I like the look of the wheel pants, so that's right. the first version I have is just the fixed gear. But I may, it wouldn't be too difficult for me to then come around as a second option, kind of, you could purchase the separate wing package for an extra mm-hmm. five or ten bucks for the retract version. Right, right. So N- I'll now, probably release it first as a fixed gear and then start designing a, a retract gear version. Now I can understand, you know, in my head, I can kind of wrap my head around the, the fixed gear, you know, you can actually make, um, you know, something that holds the gear Mm -hmm. in place and, you know, you can kind of bolt it in there. But now if you put a retractable gear, you're actually having to carve out material where the gear sits inside. It, it totally changes that structure of the wing. And now you're going to have to do Mm -hmm. something probably very similar to my Skymaster L39, where the, the, when you take the wing off, half of the the landing gear is hanging out of the wing because it retracts into the main body and not just right. the wing. Right. So you're going to have to change some yeah. of that. I think to, I don't think it retracts all into the wing. I think part of it's into the fuselage too. Right. Well, the, I think the chipmunk to do it scale, it's, it doesn't retract like a Mustang where it's going like towards right. the motor. Uh-huh. That one retracts, retracts backwards. Um, so only oh, half the okay. wheel is kind right, of going right. backwards uh, into the wheel. Right. And so it I sticks out. The it's, it's the same. So, um, yeah, the Russians did that with their Yak-52. It only retracts halfway. So a little bit of the wheel sticking out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So that, now uh, you wouldn't have to change the, the, the part that stays attached is what I'm saying. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think... Um, yeah, it would be pretty easy to adapt. I mean, everything, the fuselage and all the parts would be identical. It would just be creating a separate version of the wing that you could plop some retracts into. That's really cool. Well, what's the uh, what's what's on the horizon here? You've got uh, this one coming out. So uh, hopefully in the next yep. uh, month or two, I guess, you've got some little tweaking to do. Yeah, on. I'm shooting for early to, early to mid-July on the chipmunk being available. Okay. Um, and I'll do another. I like doing a video for every one of the like a design build and, and test flight video for each one, just sure. to pique people's interest. Sure. Um, and then um, I'm debating, I think I'll, I'll still move forward with doing the, the larger sport cam, that twin engine one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll finish that up since it's already, I've already got it up on the website just as a coming soon. Gotcha. And then after that, I've got a whole list of stuff that I'll, <laughs> Yay! I don't want to give away too much, but. Yeah, sure. We don't want you uh, to, you know, spill all the beans, but we know that there's other stuff coming out. So we're looking forward to having, uh, you know, some of the new additions. Yeah. Um, yeah. That cool thing with 3D, you know, designing 3D printed ones is um, just, you could do some really unique airframes that have never been modeled before. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, I've got a, a list of some, some scale aircraft that have never been, been done before, which is pretty exciting. So. Huh. That's uh that's amazing. It's more personally me just nerding out on it. So that's a good thing of having know, your own company, is I'll pull <laughs> now that I have a little bit of a customer base, I can pull people to or get a little bit of a vote going like, hey, I'm thinking of these three. What do you guys want to see? Right. Right. Which is cool. So So if you ask us uh what we want to see, Jay and I have told this uh, to a couple yeah. of different guys. Uh we want to see a B fifty two. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> all and all EDF. So there's eight wings. It's a 12 foot wingspan. Should pretty much just eight, empty out your entire PLA. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. 
we uh, we actually mentioned that to uh, somebody. We were interviewing a guy, a manufacturer, yeah. and that's when he's like, "Hey, well, what'd you like to see?" And, and both Jay and I started giggling. We're like, "Hey, we want to see a B fifty two because that's got to be the cool. the large, you know." And there's only there's nobody makes that, right? I mean, there's a couple no. of custom ones out there, but uh, yeah. it's pretty funny. We 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 just mentioned it because it's always it seems like that would be the most difficult thing, you know. It's got a twelve foot wingspan, you know, eight motors, yeah. <laughs> You know, hard to transport. It, it hits all those things that a manufacturer's like, yeah, no, I don't want to even get close to that. Yeah. But it's kind of a big joke for us. I have seen, uh, do you guys keep up with like the flight test videos? Those guys? Yeah. We, uh, we occasionally uh, peruse their stuff, but, um, they, they, they just came yeah, out with something big, new, right? Like a giant. I think one of their customers built a giant one and yeah. gave it to them. Right. Yeah. Um, I think the last yeah. one I saw. That would the, be a fun one to, to play with. But. Yeah. Well, there's uh, there were two guys that had um, two custom ones that used to go fly around together, and uh, one of them got I think on the landing he kind of tipped tip stalled it and it kind of ripped the wing off. But oh no, uh, they are very amazing airplanes to watch fly. They're just really large, cumbersome, and you know they're just they're just fun to see. Yeah. So, but uh, that yeah. wingspan is so huge. Oh, it is massive. It's massive. Jay, what, and, Jay, what do you want to see? What's your I think I sent you uh, some stuff uh, from our last time we talked, but uh, I'd like to see a Bugatti. You know, I, I like the swept forward design. Um, you know, it was an old World War II fighter that never went into production, you know, so uh, just, you know, had the uh, uh, counter-rotating motors in the back. Um, it just looked kind of futuristic for the time that when they designed it. Um, it was supposed yeah. to be a racing plane. You, br- you broke up when you said the plane model. Which one? Uh, it's it's the Bugatti. Um, oh, golly. Let me think of uh, Let me look that up real quick. Yeah. Uh, it was a Ger- it, was it a German airplane? No. No, no, no. It was French. Oh, the French airplane. And it looks like a big cigar with twin motors in the back, right? No. Well, not twin motors. It's uh, It looks like um, it, the wings are slightly swept forward. Um, it has counter rotating motors in the front. Oh yeah. Oh, so it's got one in front you and one in back. Send me that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. Oh yeah, it's the like overlapping propellers. That right. One turn. One turns yeah, one way. Single and engine. Yeah, single engine. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Bugatti uh, Model One Hundred. Model One Hundred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You know, another model that nobody really does is a F-111. I mean, those oh, yeah. are military airplanes, but nobody, I, I don't think anybody has ever tackled an, an F-111. They did the F-14, which has a swing wing, but they didn't. They never did the the 111. So that, that's another one down the road. We've kind of yeah. mentioned to a couple of people. But, you know, those are probably not the most popular airplanes yeah. in the world. But, um, you know, they're not, they're not iconic. But uh, one of the uh, yeah. what, what Jay and I have been talking about lately is the uh, the Bearcat. I don't know why. I love I, that plane. Yeah, I don't know why. I all of a sudden because Jay mentioned when I was down there, he's like, oh, you know, you don't have a Warbird, and I'm like, yeah, you know, everybody's got P51s or P38s or P40s or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I was sitting around one day, and I'm just scratching my head, and I was like, if I had to get a Warbird, what would I get? And he sent me a couple of. Um, ads off of Craigslist where people were selling their Corsairs and their P-47s. And yeah, I, I don't know why I started looking around and, and I found a, a big bear cat and I thought, you know, nobody, you don't see too many of those, you know, and uh, they sound really good. Motion they RC really has good. a couple bear cats. They do. And that's kind of why I was on their website and I found one and I was like, Oh, and so I started looking at it and I think yeah. it's a VQ models. They call it a dark horse or black horse uh-huh. or whatever. But I think VQ makes it, and uh, if you look at the specs, they're almost okay. identical. Um, and then there's a company out of Texas, believe it or not. Um, I think it's called Texas Warbirds, and they make one in a 96 inch. Okay, so it's a lot bigger. Um, uh, I think it's got fiberglass wing yeah. on it, but it, um, you know, obviously these things take a much bigger motor. I mean, you're talking about a DA120 or 170 yeah. or something, you know, to to push it around. But yeah. I just thought. Uh, or or one of those um, the radio so that, ones. Of, of uh, Warbirds, that one's on my list. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I really kind of have a you know soft spot for it. I don't know why, but it it does look good, and it's one of those mm-hmm. that you just don't see too often. You know, you get a whole gaggle of P fifty ones out there, and not really too many Bearcats. So, yeah, but I think I liked it. That one and the I like the Tiger Cat too. 
Tiger the cat's twin. really cool. The twin. Yeah. Now there are a yeah. couple of those out there. Yeah. I've seen those fly. And, uh, I actually yeah. saw a guy not too mm-hmm. long ago at one of the events that had, uh, one that had two Moki radials on it. Wow. Holy smoke. Uh-huh. Did that thing sound realistic. That, sound, that sound is awesome. <laughs> it sounded good. And, uh, yeah, it was just amazing to watch, yeah. uh, him fly that thing. And he had smoke on it and the whole deal. It was, yeah. you know, it was pretty close. It was pretty amazing. That's so, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, what so yeah, I think I'll just to give you a little teaser the after the so I'll do the chipmunk next and then the uh, the larger twin engine sport cam. That one I'll probably make it just like the micro one. I'll have the option of doing a tricycle gear or a, a tail dragger. Oh, good. But then after oh, yeah. that, I've got a a racing plane. I think is going to be the next one. So it's a. Uh, it's Keep a concept it racing plane, um, like a Reno racer that with retractable landing gear and everything. It's pretty killer looking. Oh, well, you can keep us in suspense. We'll uh, we'll hang on for that one. So yeah, yeah, I might have to have you on when <laughs> yeah. it, when we launch that one or when you launch that one. We'll have to have you back. Yeah, on. for sure. Well, uh, yeah, cool, other thanks. than uh, the new products, your website's going good. Looks like you have a pretty good following. Uh, I'm loving your videos. They do. I I love the you know nice. the whole narration behind it, and uh, and it is kind of. I don't know why your voice is one of those that relaxes. It's very relaxing. So when when I'm watching your oh, video, I'm kind of so. just sitting here like, ah, you know, <laughs> it's like that whole Richard Attenborough, you know, the, you know, there's four continents, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, you just kind of get that little <laughs> feeling of, you know, it's nice and peaceful and the music is always really nice. So I think you do a really good job. Kudos to you. Uh, oh, and, uh, Appreciate and it. I, and I know that you're sponsored. Yeah, cool. If you want to take an opportunity to give a shout out to your sponsor, uh, SolidWorks, you're welcome to do that. Yeah. So yeah, they've sponsored, they are really grateful. They kind of got the YouTube channel off the ground for me or, you know, I had to have a day job. And so I typically, you know, to self-funded is um, a little difficult. Yeah. Especially all the time it takes to go into editing and outside of just building the planes. I mean, just video editing is takes days. Yes. So uh, yeah, SolidWorks is the CAD program I use and I've, I've been kind of plugged in with them as a, developers some of their youtube content and they uh approached me last year about instead of buying tutorial content from me and publishing it under their own name they said we want you to own the channel and the content and we'll just sponsor you to get it off the ground and so very cool that the one i just published was the the final one under the contract so unless we renegotiate something else from here on out i'll be doing it on my own oh i've got a really good setup and a good platform now so it's it makes a lot more sense for me to continue moving along. Right, right. Well, it uh, looks like so. it's a good software program. Uh, I know you uh, just whip through yeah. it like it's nothing. I uh, I just stand there like I'm a deer in the headlights when it comes to that kind of thing. But uh, obviously, yeah. in the tool, in the hands of a professional, it is a very amazing tool. So we appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's definitely a thanks. It's a professional grade, so I don't, don't want to get people's hopes up that you can just go on and download it for free, but right, <laughs> so it's, right. it's expensive, but it's one of the most widely used but it works. programs out there. Yeah. Well, I, I had, uh, many years back I owned, you know, some graphics. I did a graphic, I had a graphics company and I did some stuff with Adobe Illustrator. It's another one of those that, you know, everybody's like, Oh, I'll just get Adobe Illustrator. And then they, start into it. I'm no professional. I, I look up to a couple of the guys that I, you know, go out to. Uh, but yeah, it's not, people got this idea that, Oh, I could just buy it and then just whip out this stuff. And that's not how that works. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 I totally yeah. understand, you know, that there is a level of learning, uh, you know, that goes into this and the learning curve can be very steep. So, uh, I caution you to, uh, you know, do your research, make sure that you, uh, are, familiar with what you're doing and then uh if they download your plans obviously they can reach out to you for uh, some advice help uh where do they go to do that yeah yeah so there's i mean in the build guide i have my direct email in there and you can submit queries through their website as well if you have any questions and then honestly i don't have all the answers so um sure the where you get a lot of the help is through some of the forums um, where I have, so if you're on Facebook, there is a 3D Aero Ventures Pilots Alliance on there that um, there are people that are more well-versed than I am in certain things. And so that's where you'll get a lot of, of help too, is just getting other users, actual users building the same thing you are chiming in. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's always good to have everybody else, you know, kind of on the same page that we can kind of get advice yeah. when we need it. Yeah. It's really cool. I mean, 
the 3D printing community in general, and then having now our own kind of 3D Aero Ventures community where people are just really want to help each other out. And, you know, it's not contentious in any way. It's just people like wanting to share what they're learning. So right. they're kind of like doing the customer service for me, which is awesome. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. I love it. Well, it seems like you're busy. The uh, website is uh, 3daeroventures.com. And uh, you can download your um, plans from there. And uh, I see that you are, uh, you take most uh, forms of payment and, um, you know, reach yeah. out, reach out to 3D Aero Ventures. Yeah, pretty easy. Like I said, <laughs> say what? Uh, I said, and shekels. Yep. PayPal and shekels. That's it. <laughs> PayPal and shekels. Oh, yeah. There you go. Shekels, gold. That's it. <laughs> shekels gold silver. <laughs> uh your mother's bracelet uh whatever works um yeah, yeah. so 3d arrow ventures yeah, that's shoot uh, me a six pack and <laughs> there you go and there you go uh i don't know if i do that you're gonna have a whole beer truck pull up in front of your <laughs> front of your house and jump off <laughs> yeah big transport truck full of beer yeah. okay everybody gets a free plane <laughs> that's funny yeah well, we uh, appreciate SolidWorks for setting you up. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, uh, Eric. And uh, once again, 3daeroventures.com. You can go in there and see the new airplanes. The new Chipmunk's going to be amazing. I'm excited to see it come out. Excited to watch your videos. You know, Jay and I are going to have to plan a trip to come out and see it. It's not, we're, you're kind of halfway between the two of us. So It's right in the middle. You know, we'll have, yeah. to, have to put yeah. something I mean, there. I wouldn't mind going to Arizona either. I that's where I went to college in Phoenix. So it'd be nice to, to get back there and see yeah. some friends. Well, that'd be cool. Well, if you ever come out, just reach out to us. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll take you over to the field and go fly and bring something, yeah. or you can fly one of mine either way. Uh, I've got a plethora yeah. of airplanes that I usually let people <laughs> go out and, uh, <laughs> except right awesome. now I'm kind oh, of yeah, split. What's that? Well, Jay, Jay can drive here and pick me up and then we'll do another six hours to Phoenix. There you go. That's probably true too. Uh, I've spent, I've spent 13 hours in a car with that man. You may have second choices and just fly. (laughs) So Jay, when you go for the festival, do you fly or drive? Usually usually I fly. Yeah. And just fly. uh, When you get into the the park, you fly uh, Mike's planes. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. Usually, or I'll, I'll bring one or two planes of my own and, um, Usually, uh, AK Mike comes and he uses a, um, golf, uh, golf bag, one of the hard case golf bags, uh-huh. um, and that he got like, a, Good idea. you know, at a garage sale or whatever. And he throws like his gliders and other planes in that. So I'm thinking about that's getting one of those next year. Yeah. So he he, along, he but, said, that's uh, the funniest thing when he checks in at the curb and he pulls this big golf bag and sets it on the ground. Cause it's full of foam airplanes. There's yeah. probably like six or eight, you know, or, yeah. I don't know, however many in there. He goes, and these guys will take a deep breath and go, and they'll lift that thing, expecting it to be a yeah. big, heavy golf bag. And they about fall over. Cause it's, it weighs nothing. And they're like, what's in this? And he's like airplanes. Yeah. And they look at him kind of weird, but uh, <laughs> that's it's funny. pretty funny. So, well, that's, uh, that's yeah. That's a good idea though. Yeah, it is a really, he did a really good job. He uh, modified it. There's foam on the inside to keep him from moving around. Um, when he was here at the house, mm-hmm. uh, he got a new airplane or it had one and we kind of modified it to fit, uh, into his case. So, uh, we just took some, you know, pink foam and I have a hot wire. We cut it to match the radius of it. And then we just kind of put a couple slots in it to sit down and he takes the wings off of most of them. So they fit in, you know, long ways and then uh, the fuselage fits in. Um, and then he kind of turns them opposite each other so that the rudders and everything don't, don't get smashed. But, yeah, it was a really good job. He saw it somewhere. Somebody had it, and uh, he he picked up the idea and and modified it. So it's it's kind of cool to bring you know he jumps on a plane and yeah. brings all stuff out. So, That's super cool. Good idea. And then you know, like I said, I have so many airplanes. People fly pretty much most of my stuff when I'm out here. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. Well, unfortunately, well, I was supposed to go to um, supposed oh, to go. Is, is our time up? No, yeah, but go ahead. <laughs> You're I was supposed to say go. I was I was supposed to actually do like a speaking gig and, and man some booths at uh, Oshkosh this year. And it got yeah, canceled. It canceled. But I was looking, thinking about how am I going to transport some planes, some of the smaller planes. So I might look into doing something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a, uh, it's a good idea. Yeah. Especially if you can take them apart, you know, cause then you can kind of just bubble yeah. wrap them and, and, you know, send them away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, well, if you wanted see, to take you one should or come two up of the them, electric you festival could, next what's year. that? I was going to say he definitely should come up to the electric festival and, and get a booth yeah, or get a table for next year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've already got it kind of on the calendar for next February. Do they have it actually scheduled yet or uh, they, it the same week? it's not always the same week. It's usually 
uh, yeah, it's usually the weekend in between the Super Bowl and the first Na- and the NASCAR race because yeah. there's one weekend okay. in there that uh, <laughs> Mr. Gallagher actually he's, he's, he's he likes both to watch both, so he doesn't want to be there on okay. that weekend. But <laughs> uh, but you know his team will get together and uh, you know we can reach out to him and and uh, he can actually put you in the noon demo. That's the best the best way to do it is if you're in the noon demo. And then uh, he can, you know, he can yeah, go out cool. there. And, and uh, I know last year a couple of new vendors came out to do some stuff, uh, Bryce with Critical RC. And, and I actually, you know, grabbed a paper and, and you know, announced it for him. So it worked out really well. They got, an, yeah. you know, a bunch of really good vendors out there. So you get to come out and fly and talk to people. And it's a big event. So definitely put yeah, it on the calendar. Yeah, it'd be a blast. I'd, yeah, that sounds awesome. So. Well, yes. Our unfortunately, our hour cool. is up. Uh, we always enjoy having you uh, on our show. Uh, once again, it is 3D Aero Ventures, uh, SolidWorks, and we reach out to uh, one of our sponsors, RCBatteries.com. Use our code PFPC10 to uh, receive your discount. Uh, that's A Power Batteries. Uh, probably no better batteries out there uh, than those. So all of us are using them now uh, here at the Park Flyer Podcast, and uh, we suggest you use our code and go out and get some on your own. Well, I think you just converted me. So <laughs> now I will tell you that most of the ones I use are six cell batteries. So I am very okay. happy with those. Mike actually got uh, for his birthday, he got some 2200s and uh, I'm not yeah. really sure what Jay has, but um, you know, we're, they, they do make, you know, a range of them and uh, I have pushed them very hard. And uh, so far we're Almost everybody using them at our club has been very, very happy with them. So awesome. They, yeah, I'll give them a try. Yeah, they do a really good job. So, well, we appreciate once again you joining us uh, in the middle of the day. We uh, we know you're busy, but uh, taking time out from your business oh, yeah. schedule is always a, always always makes time for you guys. Thanks a lot for having me. Not again. a problem. We congratulate you on your success. I know it's uh, difficult to get launched <laughs> off the ground, but you've done an incredible oh, job. And, thanks. Uh, we're looking forward. Uh, we're looking forward to all the new stuff that's coming out. We will definitely keep tabs on it. Uh, if you haven't seen the X100 Infinity Wing, check it out. It is an amazing airplane. The Super Chipmunk that's coming out is also amazing. Uh, and if you're into the uh, sport cams or the mini uh, sport cams, take a look at those. Uh, and once again, Eric, pleasure to have you on board. Thanks, Jay and Mike. Thanks. Yeah, we appreciate <laughs> no problem. it. Well, yeah. that uh, Jay, you got anything going this uh, week? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be flying. Uh, I hate when I do that. I'm pointing to my planes behind me. Yeah, like everybody but, can see. Uh, yeah, the, the I know the uh, fields, the fields mode, everything's nice uh, laid out. So I figured I, I have time to get out and fly. Unfortunately, though, it's getting hot out here in Texas. Yeah. So yeah. I got to get out there in the morning. Oh, well, there you go. To go fly. But it's been uh, it's been kind of wet out here. And uh, now it's dried up and the heat has come. So nice and get, nice get and humid. morning. Well, I, half of my stuff is down there, so I haven't been able to get to fly here. Uh, Jay just pointed out that I actually do have a separate uh, receiver, which I mean a separate transmitter, which radio. I totally forgot, radio. Uh, so I'll have to break that out. But um, I have a little training in the middle of this month, and eventually I'll make my way back down to Texas to get all my stuff. So uh, I guess until next time, I'm Michael from here in Arizona. Jay from the hills of Texas. We appreciate Eric being on. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com.